lift your hands to him and just bless him all over this place. Let's appreciate Jesus and thank him. Let's appreciate him and bless him. Let's thank him for the health of our bodies. And if there be anyone here tonight with pain in the body, I want you to just start to exercise your faith right now because the healing power of God is here. The healing power of God is here. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we have prayed. I said in the precious name of Jesus, we have prayed. Uh, Please take your seat. You may take your seat. Hallelujah. Uh, Before we partake of uh, the communion tonight, tonight, uh, with one or two words, and then we're going to pray a little more, and then we'll, we'll take the communion. Praise God. I want you to open your Bibles with me and join me in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, and I'll read verse 22 to 24 of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Hebel. When we come to the presence of God, the corporate presence of God, these are the things that we have come to interact with. And uh, the writer of the, the, the epistle uh, to the Hebrews, you know, put it in this different ways. Come to the heavenly Jerusalem, innumerable company of angels. So when we gather together, angels of God are present and they do the biddings of God in the midst of us. Uh, um, you know, they move swiftly uh, to, to, to do the will of God in our midst. And the Bible also talks about the Father as a general assembly of the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, talking about believers, you know, born again. And it's, it talked about, uh, he said, we have come to God, you know, and the fact that he is judge of all is the one who is actually making the final pronouncement that notwithstanding the kind of judicial system that you operate, the judge, even when you have the jury, the judge still makes a final pronouncement. I hope somebody's getting me tonight. Yeah, the judge makes a final pronouncement. You know, so some people may have checked your health and they're experts, and we don't disprove of the fact that they're experts. But the judge of all is the one that makes a final pronouncement. So whatever medical report you have in your hand right now, until God makes a final pronouncement, it's not over. I can't hear your amen. Right, it's not over. It's not over. People make assertions and recommendations, you know, based on what they have experienced, based on what they learned. So medical practitioners will make assertions based on what they've been taught in school and what they've read in books. Yeah? Uh, When they gather a jury together, uh, they make their recommendations based on their learnings and the witness and, you know, the, the testimonies of the witness, everything that they have seen. 
But God still remains the judge of all. Say amen, somebody. Yeah, God still remains the judge of all. And the Bible says, we've come to God, who is the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men made perfect. What does it mean by the spirit of just men made perfect? It's talking about men and women who have gone through what we have gone through, and they have a testimony. When you read Hebrews chapter 11, you see a catalog of men and women by faith, true faith. You know, the Bible listed them by faith. Abraham did this. True faith about that. Those are the just men that the scripture was talking about there. The fact that, you see, a lot of the time, we based our understanding of the word of God and the person of God on people's experience. And the scripture has it that there are some people who are recommended for us to base our experiences after. All right? So if somebody comes and says, oh, they say God protects people. But my cousin died in an accident. And he goes to church. Why should I base my, my expectation of God on the experience of my cousin? Because some of that people also worked with God and got results. I hope you understand what I'm saying. The Bible says when we, when we come to the corporate worship place, we, we are here to interact with their, the faith of just men that have been made perfect in heaven. The faith of uh, people whose faith, are, you know, faith has produced in line with the word of God. So when I want to compare myself, I don't compare, or if I want to compare uh, um, results and all that, I focus on the people that the word of God has worked for. And for you to get healing from God, you need to learn to focus on the testimony of someone who got healing. Praise God. I was reading and studying recently, and I realized that a lot of the times that Christians, for instance, believers don't know, because a few people have been to, who have been able to um, like visit heaven and come back, a lot of the time when you read stories of people who have had out-of-body experiences, they will always, you know, allude to the fact that if you have a glimpse of heaven, you don't want to come back. A lot of the time, the ones that were able to come back, there was, uh, there's a, a, a pastor in Ogun State uh, that his wife had a, an out-of-body experience, I think, in December last year. They had a big Thanksgiving service in January. I was reading the story in the magazine, a pastor that I know very well. And the wife also gave a testimony. The fact that some people, they have to chase them. So while you're praying here, they're chasing them. <laughs> and I'm not telling you fables. I'm, I mean, this has, people have given this account recurrently. This woman, for instance, said, look, I got to this place. They said, we can't open for you. I, got to, I, I tried to approach somebody to say, ah, people are passing. Why can't I pass? No, you can't pass beyond this point because you still have something else to do. And she was wondering, why? Did I offend anybody? But a lot of the time, what also happens is that some people don't actually have that will to want to come back. Some people, in fact, some people have, have, you know, had the opportunity, you know, pastoring over many years, to also talk to people sometimes who are in critical situations. 
they, they, they try to fight, but it gets to a point where they just feel, you know, like poor to go. But they've been having glimpses. So sometimes when we compare our situation with people's situation, we need to first of all draw the line before we do the comparison. This person decided to go. Do I want to go? No. So why would I be saying that, uh, but we prayed for this person and the person didn't make it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I'm just trying to, to you know, lay a foundation for our faith. I remember the last prayer point that Pastor Idris raised was on God, you know, uh, um, helping our faith and for our faith to grow. Yeah. It's where I put my faith that determines whether it continues to grow or not. And a lot of the time, we don't have the facts of what we're comparing ourselves with. Praise God. You know, so the Bible talks about all these things that we enjoy when we come to the place of corporate anointing. Um, time will not permit me to, you know, get into all that I've taught about Jesus being the mediator of the new covenant before, many times, you know, late last year and all that. Uh, but when we get down to the last part of it, it talks about the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. And that's where I want to land in, in uh, as we well, pray and round off tonight, I want you to understand one thing. That even the blood that procured for us atonement that I preached, like I preached on, on Sunday, and if you weren't here on Sunday, get a CD after the service tonight. Even the blood that procured our atonement in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, the blood of Abel, Abel being uh, the, the brother of Cain that Cain killed in the Bible. If you haven't read that before, uh, go to uh, uh, Genesis and read about the sons of Adam. Killed his brother. The blood was there, you know, on the ground. And the blood was crying for vengeance. And the Bible says the blood of the everlasting covenant, the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. It cries for mercy. And it's through this blood that will procure victory in every situation. And the area of specialization of the blood is hopeless situations. But we need to understand how it works, especially as we partake of the communion tonight. Because somebody here, you may partake of the body and the blood of Jesus, and this blood is speaking on your behalf. And yet, the blood is saying something, you are saying something else. It doesn't work that way. That's not how we build our faith. Because I need to ask myself, what's the blood saying concerning me in this situation? If it's a situation of sickness, obviously the blood is speaking healing and health and speaking victory. And I cannot afford to be saying something contrary to that. Let me show you an example in closing. Uh, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. From verse 16, read the account in Romans chapter 4. Paul writing about um, Abraham here. He says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to her the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those 
who are of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That statement, I've made you a father of many nations, is in Genesis 17. God spoke to Abraham and said, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, because I've made you a father of many nations, your name shall no longer be Abraham, but Abraham, which means father of many nations. Now, and in the same Genesis 17, I think verse 15 or 16, God also told Abraham, your wife's name shall no longer be Sarai, but Sarah, which means mother of many nations. Now, when God wanted to intervene in this hopeless situation, Abraham being 95 and Sarah 89, when God wanted to intervene in this hopeless situation, the first thing he did, amongst other things, is to say, look, you guys have to line up your tongue with what I want to do. So you need to learn how to speak properly. So when somebody is, is, is in a hopeless situation, enacting a covenant through the, the, the power and the blood of Jesus, the blood that was shed for us, you know, for our redemption, then we need to learn how to line up our tongues with what the blood is speaking. Here, God told Abraham, he said, you know what? This is going to be a rule. Your name has changed. Whatever they were calling you before, by force, you are now father of many nations. So, you meet somebody on the road. Hi, what's your name? Father of many nations. Yet, you didn't have a child. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Sarah, the same thing. That was why Sarah laughed because it was going to be very funny. She say, ah, mother of many nations at 89. And she has never been pregnant before. And that was what she was going to be calling herself and people were going to be calling her. I felt God just constrained them to line up their tongues with what, you know, God said, I, I have done in your life. He said, so, uh, as it is written, I've made you father of many nations in the presence of him who believed, who believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Who, contrary to hope, in hope, believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in fact, consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. What he has promised, he was also able to perform. Ladies and gentlemen, as a partake of the communion table tonight, I want you to know that God is giving you an assignment. And that assignment is this. You want 
Bible says, he that we um, will see long life, said he must do something to his tongue, right? Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Here, what, what God did to Abraham and Sarah is to constrain them to begin to say certain things. Because when he changed their name, composed really, he changed their confession about themselves and about what people are going to be saying about them. And that is also supposed to help their mind. You see, because over time when they started, Abraham will have said, somebody met Abraham on the road and said, what's, what's your name? Um, Father of many nations. He said, okay. Father of many nations, God bless you. And um, so, Father of many nations, let's see 4 p.m. at the meeting tomorrow. It's okay. And as he will be going on, or something will tell him, but that's what God said. That's what God said. You see, for someone here tonight, you have a condition in your body. That thing wakes you up in the middle of the night. It's so difficult because you are seeing it, you are feeling it. For you not to have a conflict on your mind, and I, I understand, it's just that you should not allow that conflict to prevail against you to the point that it affects what you say. Are you still with me? Yeah. Because that's how real faith works. It starts from taking control of your tongue and what you say. God knew that I want to prove myself in these people's life, but the only thing that can stop me is this their mouth. So let me just constrain it. I just change the name. So they don't have any option of having negative confession again because I've changed their name. It's compulsory. This is your name. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because sometimes Abraham will get to a point where he will say, hmm? 95, 96, as he's counting, 96, ah, very soon, 97. But at the same time, you will remember father of many nations. That brings comfort. Yeah. That brings comfort. Which was why I was saying, look, don't focus on, Bible says, why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. If there's anyone here tonight, you seem to be in a hopeless situation, what the word of God is saying. That's how we connect with miracles. Bible says he did not consider his body that is dead. Dead means hopeless. Not the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he was strengthened in faith. And they kept calling themselves the name that God gave them. God has given you a name. For someone here, God has given you a name. Your name is healthy. Your name is strong. Your name is mother and father of many nations. Yeah. Somebody here, your name is a good wife. That God has given you. Good husband. So don't despair. You just need to keep your line up your tongue. We have come to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Don't focus on what the blood of Abel is saying. What is the blood of of Jesus saying concerning you. Somebody stay with me today. 
That's how our faith works. One of the things that I want you to trust God for in this season is that God will give you the grace to control your mouth. God will give you the grace to control your tongue. Because without that control, you cannot build faith. You cannot build faith. And without faith, we cannot turn hopeless situations around. And for somebody here tonight, when we talk about hopeless situations, yours may not even have anything to do with health. Jesus himself, the Bible says, is beautiful for all situations. I don't know what hopeless situation you've brought to this place tonight. There's hope in this place. All that I'm asking tonight is that you accept whatever name God has given you. And you know the name because you know what has been written concerning you. You know the name. It's just for you to accept it. Call yourself by it. And let people call you by it. And the same way that the faith of Abraham did not fail, your faith will not fail. I said your faith will not fail. I want you to stand on your faith tonight. Stand on your faith tonight. Stand on your faith. Stand on your faith. Stand on your faith. My name is Victory. I prevail in every situation. Yeah. Name is Victory. I prevail in every situation. I want you to lift your voice to God tonight and begin to draw grace. Grace. Lord, your grace rests upon my tongue. It rests upon my mouth. That I will always remember that what has been written concerning me in the world. That I will always remember what name that you have given me. That my tongue will not run contrary to what has been written concerning me. That I will build my faith even when it looks like my body is failing. I will build my faith. In this will I rejoice. That your grace is always available for me. In this will I rejoice. That my faith is getting stronger. That the hand of God is at work in my when, 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 when it looked like there, there was no hope. As we partake of this communion table tonight, I want you to think of something that is remotely beyond you, completely beyond you. Something that you cannot say there's, there's, there's any serious hope in this. And I want you to just allow your heart to connect with the heart of God tonight. Allow your heart to connect with the heart of God. Allow your heart to connect with the heart of God. I believe God will speak something into someone's heart tonight. Something that you need to say differently. Something that you need to see differently. And now you need to configure your tongue to align with what God is saying concerning that situation. Come on, somebody lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Your faith will not fail in this season. Your faith will not fail in this season. 
Your faith will not fail in this season. Someone you need to start to declare tonight that the power of God is making a difference in my life tonight. That I enjoy an encounter with power, an encounter with the power of God. That I enjoy an encounter with the power of God tonight. In the name of Jesus, something is taking shape. Something is being reconfigured. In the name of Jesus, something is being reconfigured. Whatever, whatever seems hopeless tonight. We decree in the name of Jesus that as we partake of this communion table that the blood speaks victory. The blood speaks a change. The blood is speaking healing. The blood is speaking hell. The blood is speaking divine encounters. This blood speaks favor over someone here tonight. In the precious name of Jesus we have prayed. I said in the precious name of Jesus we have prayed. I want you to declare after me. Say I'm redeemed. By the blood of the lamb. Say there's power. On my tongue. To declare victory. Say I cannot be defeated. In the health of my body. I cannot be defeated. In my finances. Say, I enjoy the favor of God. Say, sin can no longer have dominion over me. In the name of Jesus, say, I enjoy victory all of the time. Say, the blood of Jesus is speaking victory over my life. So I receive power upon my tongue to speak right, to see right. To live right. To enjoy victory. Always. In the name of Jesus. Right now I want you to begin to mention specific situations. And begin to speak speak the word of God over them. Speak something for your tongue to align with tonight. Because from now grace comes upon your tongue. To line up with the word of God. And to line up on the path of victory. In every situation that you may be encountering right now.
There's anyone here with any pain in the body? I need you to begin to speak to that pain. And command it to go in the name of Jesus. Bible says our God is a God that calls the things that be not as though they were. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed. Somebody needs to declare tonight, I am healthy. My needs are met, my bills are paid. I enjoy favor. The grace of God is always available to me. I am promoted divinely. I enjoy divine promotion. Doors open unto me. As you declare in the presence of God today, God will make happen for you. As you line up your tongue with the word of God, I see that word coming to pass in your life. In the precious name of Jesus we have prayed. I said in the precious name of Jesus we have prayed. Lastly tonight I want us to speak a word over this congregation and over our nation Nigeria. That we partake of the Lord's table right here. And we reenact the covenant tonight. That the God of heaven will remember the covenant over the congregation of the Elevation Church and over our nation, Nigeria, that anyone whose life may be under any form of threat right now, remotely connected with this congregation, anyone who may be suffering from any form of hopelessness. At the same time, I want us to remember our nation, Nigeria, especially the abducted kids, and everyone who is sorrowing at this time. To say Lord Jesus. Arise on the behalf of this nation. And let your enemies be scattered. Arise on behalf of this congregation. And let your enemies be scattered. In the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to pray. Pray over families in this church. Pray over our nation Nigeria Jesus we ask that you arise as we celebrate the covenant today you said we should do this in remembrance of you as we remember you tonight we ask let your power flow through this congregation we speak concerning anyone who may be having emotional issues mental issues anyone with a child that may be missing, a brother that may be missing anyone with a husband that has walked out of the house anyone with a wife that has walked out of the house 
Anyone with recalcitrant children Tonight will receive divine intervention We receive divine intervention We receive divine intervention Anyone who has suffered a miscarriage Tonight will receive divine intervention We receive divine intervention Anyone with a critical organ failure Tonight we receive divine intervention And I want you to speak over Nigeria Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered In the name of Jesus We speak to the enemies of this nation Be it Boko Haram We break their hold over our nation Nigeria We command a divine release in the name of Jesus. We command divine interventions in the name of Jesus. We speak peace and divine prosperity over this nation. In the precious name of Jesus we are prayed. Lord Jesus we thank you.